Blog Talk Radio. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7-24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. I'm not just Superwoman. We about to get it popping here. We're going to lose the music now. Shout out to Karen White with I Am Not Your Superwoman. I just had to make sure that we had a nice intro with that because I am not your superwoman. Although everybody thinks that I am, um, you tuned in tonight. We're going to have an interesting show. We're, we're going to interview live on air Samantha Gregory. She is the author of No More Crumbs. When I seen this title, I fell out my seat. I live by standards as such. So, ladies, if you got goals, you got rules, you got <laughs> anything like the wonderful Nina Capone, holla at me. We're going to be live on air 646-649-1047. You already know how we do. Um, if you haven't, I mean, I've posted this everywhere. It's on the website. It's been all over both the Facebooks. It's been on my Instagram. It's been on Twitter. So if you don't know what's going on tonight, you don't know what you tuned into, then I suggest you definitely take a look at something, uh, whether it's IndustriesRadio.com or Industries Radio, the Facebook page or the Twitter or whatever. It's all over the place. You need to take a look at it. Get caught up on who we have, who we're going to have on the air in a few moments, um, how to stop dating and mating for crumbs. I ain't saying she a gold digger, but um, she ain't messing with no, you know, you know the rest. So, I mean, and, and that's not always a bad thing. So, definitely, you know, this is something if, if you're into that or you want to know how to or if, if you have problems, you know, meeting the right man, if you're just picking the wrong, out the wrong batch like some of us do, definitely tune in. I'm going to go ahead and place the call. We're going to try to see if we can get Samantha on the line right now. So, I ask everyone to be patient with me. Because y'all know I'm just going to go in. We're just going to go for it. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to see if it works. Hello. Please state your name after the tone, and Google Voice will try to reach. Samantha. Nina Capone. Hello. 
I love that this is like live on air and here we are. Seven oh four and we are dialing out. Let's see what happens here. Hi, Hi Samantha. Hi, Samantha. Hello. Hi, Samantha. Yes. Hi, this is Nina Capone yes, from the Streets Radio. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm Hi. doing well. Great, great. Samantha, we are live on air and here awesome. we are. <laughs> Here we are. We've been promoting. I gave a brief introduction of who you were and what you're going to be informing us about this evening with the book. I mean, I have a good response already. I have a lot of listeners online listening. They want to know more about dating (laughs) and mating for crumbs or how to stop doing that, should I say. Yeah, how to stop. Well, I'm the host. I mean, Capone, it's a pleasure. I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic to you here. So... Not to cut you off, but I'm going to let you run with it. I want you to just go ahead and go in, and I will cut you off here and there, okay? Okay, no problem. I'm very Excellent. happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation, Nina. Um, the book, No More Crumbs, How to Stop Dating and Mating for Crumbs and Get the Cake You Deserve in 10 Crucial Steps. Wow, that's my baby. I've been writing this book, <laughs> um, or at least thinking about writing this book for a little while, because I was in a lot of toxic relationships, and I needed to stop it. I just needed to stop it. And right, right. I had to get myself together and say, you know what? You know, you know the kind of relationship relationship you've envisioned for a very long time, and this is not it. So you need to figure out what it is you're doing and how to correct it. And so I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of searching, nice. praying, meditating, and I finally got to the point where I began to understand what it was that was causing me to be in so many toxic relationships from domestic violence, from um, um, abuse in terms of emotional and physical and sexual and financial. I mean, I've been whole nine yards. And it all stems from a childhood where I was so used to um, being, I guess, a, a doormat, a scapegoat, a, the person right. that everybody dumped on. And so I, I was set up, in a sense, for accepting toxic relationships when it came to men. But in, in recognizing all of that and in praying for a transformation in my life, God did it for me. And I said, you know what, i got to tell all these women out there who are still going through the fire, who are still going through toxic relationships. Right. So No More Qualms came about, talking with some friends, and we were like, we're smart, we're sexy, we know what's going on, we know what's up, we got our money straight, our house, our car, everything, but why can't we get a good man? What's right. Up? What is up with that? And... Uh, it was it was baffling to us, and it was like we always get the qualms. We're always running behind men who really don't have time for us, who can't spend the money on us, can't commit to us, which is what's the biggest thing. You are and preaching so, to the choir. I said, <laughs> okay, no more qualms. No more qualms. That was our mantra for a year, no more qualms. And so... Um, started penning the book and got it out there and, you know, praying that it, it really, really helps women all over the world, um, especially women who have faced domestic abuse and violence because that is my primary audience as far as finding women who are in need of healing so they can go forward and have right. healthy relationships from the day they read my book, 30 days later and forward. So, nice, nice, that's how nice. I came out. 
Well, well, I I love it. I love the concept. I mean, I, I'm a relationship jumper, so I'm guilty of that. So I think I think I better sit and really <laughs> go ahead through your your points here. I mean, I recently got engaged, and you know that's awesome. Go me. He's a good guy, and, and you know, and but I, I want to ask. I mean, now I'm gonna make this all personal. It's all about Nina Capone. Now that I have you here to myself, <laughs> but. You know, okay. Like, okay. What, what do what do you suggest when a woman is in a situation and you know she's been through all the trials and 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 just been through all the relationships and all the drama and she's so fed up that when she does meet that Mister Right, she's like she doesn't trust him. She can't do it. She's not ready anymore. Like what happens then? Like where does she go? I for her, I think that she needs to take some time alone and purge. You have to purge all of the bad stuff. And I'm not saying rehash it. I'm just saying purge it. Because right. if you don't, then you're going to take all of that into the new relationship, the relationship with the good God, and turn that guy into somebody that's not so good because you're kind of repeating the same patterns that you are used to. Because sometimes we try to go back to where we're used to because it's comfortable. It feels like, wow, this is a nice place to be. Even though I don't like it for real in my head, but in my heart, I know, you know, I'm used to this. I know what to expect. Right. You know, the drama is going to come, and I can handle it. But if you are really wanting a healthy relationship, you've got to go take a step back, take some time, purge all of that out of your system, ask God to deliver you from that, because it is a, a deliverance experience, really. Right, and right. And you do that, and you're able to see yourself and all of your issues in the mirror, and you're able to allow Holy Spirit, God, to wash that away from you and to clean you, then you can go into that relationship healthily and right. able to receive what that man, that good man, has for you to give right. you through Christ. Awesome, awesome. So, wow, wow. I mean, this is so moving. I think this is going to touch a lot of young women out here. Not just young women. You know, I find this in older women, women who have put in, like myself, I put in 10 years to a marriage. And then it's like, okay, now I'm mm-hmm. starting over again, you know. So, I mean, it didn't, right. I, th- that circle, you get kind of stuck. You're like, okay, it's all about the kids. And you just dedicate your life. You know, mm-hmm. I had a woman tell me the other day, like, Nina, well, when's your show? She really wanted to listen. I see she is online. Shout out, lady. <laughs> you know, and she, she mm-hmm. had an issue where she's like, okay, I devoted my time and my life to my children. Now I don't. I don't have no interest. You know, she said a guy asked me out on a date, and I don't yeah. know what I like to do. And I'm like, wow, um, <laughs> you need to call in. <laughs> and that's classic. Yeah, that's classic because you, you, when you put so much into other people and you put nothing into yourself, when everyone else is gone about their own life, their business, then you're left with this blank slate, and you're wondering, okay, now what? You have emptiness syndrome if you're an older woman who raised your kids and they're gone and they have their own lives. A lot of women go into depression. A lot of women are just deathly afraid of getting out there and creating the life that they want because they just don't know how. They haven't done it all those years, and so they put themselves on that burner for so long, and now they're just kind of sitting there, stale, dry, just nothing going on. Um, But it takes courage to get out there and say, you know what? It's going to be about me now. Get some right. self-love, get in there and, and start pampering yourself and, and really surrounding yourself with people who will encourage you and motivate you and really push you to get out there in the world 
and to say and to shine. It's really about shining and about letting the world see what great person you are and that you are definitely worthy of a great relationship if that's what you want. Right, right. Well, I'm going to jump around a little bit. I want to first just because we're okay. we're based out of Philadelphia, so we got a lot of the Philly women, and for some some odd reasons, you know, women think that this is only you know an issue in our area, you know, because I hear a lot of women say, "Hey, I'm gonna move to such and such, and you know, it's gonna be different. Mm-hmm. They're gonna find me a husband," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, you think you can leave? <laughs> you think it's different over here? Okay." <laughs> so Samantha, can you just tell the listeners like where you're from, you know, and so they know that this I'm is just. The wonderful world of Atlanta, where everybody wants to move to. That's dreamland. All right. So this yeah. actually happens in Atlanta, too. <laughs> yeah. and But the thing about it is, you know, Atlanta, women here are griping and complaining loudly because, you know, we have a reputation here of, um, especially in the black community, there are no good black men, all the men are gay, you know, on the down low or any number of other reasons why or they're dating out. So, it's no better here if that's all you're seeing. Right, right. But right. you have to remember, you take yourself everywhere you go. The, exactly. the common denominator is you. <laughs> so if you don't no change your mindset, if you don't change change how you think about relationships and about where you are, then you're going to get what you, continue, what you continue to dwell on. So if you dwell on the negative, you're going to get negative. Start right. dwelling on the positive, that's what you'll start to see. And, you know, so it's not just about the place that you're in. It's about the place you are in yourself. So that's really the key. Definitely. So so tell us, what do you think, what is your outlook on today's, the market of, like, what we're, what we have to choose from out here? I mean, our picks are very, I mean, with the economy dropping, you know, uh, there's mm-hmm. a few men with, with uh, substantial income now, and I'm, I'm trying to word this properly here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But um, I don't want to say it's a bunch of broke motherfuckers out here because that's what I mean. It really is, unfortunately. <laughs> I try to be professional. <laughs> I really do. But you know, I understand. I understand. <laughs> well, when I get off, just just don't pay me no mind. But you know, it's a it's a lot of that out here. And I mean, the ladies out here, you know, I mean, some someone is myself. I own a few businesses. I'm you know, I'm young. I'm I'm 35. I'm out here. We're owning businesses of our own. We're entrepreneurs. We're starting things. We're moms full time. You know, we're working for for other companies full time. We're making things happen. And then we get that guy who just works at Walmart. I mean, you know, how do we? Oh, wow. How do we? We. <laughs> Uh-oh. You know, but but what what do we do? How do we like where do we look? How do we approach those situations where, you know, you meet you're the multitask tasker, the the entrepreneur, and you meet that guy with one job and only a little bit of motivation. That is classic. That is a classic <laughs> problem. And I don't know if it's just in the African American community, if it's an I think it's in the Hispanic community too. Um, there's it's, it's epidemic, and I've been wrestling with this question myself for a long time. And my sister and I, we talk about it, and other friends and I, we talk about it. And it's all about finding the person that I want to say in the same place as you are, but who has similar ambitions as you. And sometimes you have to stop looking in the place where you're getting the most, you know, face attention. Because people, right. guys, you know, whether they're working at Walmart or the gas station or whatever, they're just, they're just like all other guys. They want some attention. They want you to, to notice them and everything. 
But if they're not able to bring you to a place where you want to be or at least meet you where you are, then you're going to get a lot of frustration. And that's just the reality of a lot of guys say, well, hey, you give them a chance to, okay, I'm going to give you a chance to go to school. I'm going to give you a chance to go get a career. Right. I'm going to give you a chance to get yourself together. And then we can talk. And that's not, we can, I, don't, I want to say we can be friends because that might not even be a good idea. Right. But if he's not, he's going to have any plans. If he's not trying to elevate himself because he has to recognize, hey, if I get with this lady, then I may need to be able to help her out of a bad situation. How am I going to lift her up, help her out of some situations if I can't even lift myself up? Exactly. And that's just about taking pride in yourself as a man. And no, I'm not a man. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but I do know that men have pride. Men work. That's what they do. That's how they identify who they are. And if a man is doing otherwise, then you need to question that. Because if he's talking something about his looks, the car he's driving, and all that, then you have an issue. Because at the end of the day, if you and I can't be in a serious partnership where we're giving and taking, receiving and giving mm-hmm. in, a, in a balanced way, then it's going to be frustration later on down the road. Absolutely. Sometimes you got to just expand your horizon. <laughs> you got to expand yeah. your horizon. Yeah. So that's not trying to put a brother down, but that's simply the reality of the situation because women at the end of the day are looking for security. Right, right. It's shallow, but that's how we are. That's our DNA. That's in us. It really is. And so if we don't get that, we're going to gripe, we're going to complain, we're going to put him down, we're going to do all the things that make for a bad relationship. Right, right. And then we're going to be wondering, but I love him. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> not like that, you really don't. I hear it. You know, be so, real. You have to be realistic about the whole thing. Right, right, right. So, so how do I mean? I, I was a, I was a counselor slash therapist for a long time, and I I dealt with young girls. I mean, I really uh, tackled the financial end. But even with that, I really I was challenged by women who came in. It seemed like we always end up on relationships, and I said, I am not a relationship counselor. And, but I, I, I always find that, you know, it's like, you know, they would say, hey, Nina, well, how do I, you know, and I say, well, you know, does he have a job? Does he need to go back to school? How do you say that to a man? I mean, literally, like word for word. How do you say that without offending him? You know, hey, you need I, to get go back to school. <laughs> I'm rude. See, I, it would be easy. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But I, I've, I've tried to adopt a... Um, more, I don't want to say politically correct way to do things, but I, I've tried to adopt a position or a tone to where it is about me. And I'm not saying in a selfish way, but I simply say if a guy's like, you know, hey, I want to holler at you, I want to, you know, come to go out or whatever, you know, and I and he's telling me, you know, he's working at um, the 7-Eleven or the Walmart or whatever, and you know, we have a conversation, and I simply state what I am, what I do, and what I require, or what I prefer. Prefer is a better word, not require, prefer. Right. I right. prefer to go to um, Houston's here in, here in Atlanta. That's, you know, pretty upscale restaurant, and there's right. Um, right. a lot of other upscale restaurants. I prefer to go there, or I prefer to live, I live in one of the higher-end neighborhoods in the Atlanta area, so if he lives on the south side and I'm on the north side and he's expecting to come to the south side, I'm going to say I prefer not to do that. You know, so <laughs> okay, you're putting you. up these barriers 
right. in a sense to let him know I am not comfortable with that and I prefer not to do that. And so he would not call me. A guy was in Walmart talking to me one, one day. And he, you know, he was talking about, he went into his whole history. And I'm looking <laughs> at him like, do I have a face that says, tell me everything about your life? Right. And he was going, going on and on about when he used to be incarcerated, <clears throat> you know, all the things he did, he was on drugs, he used to go to the post office, but now he doesn't. He's not even working now. And, but I can't, can I have your number? But I had told him already, okay, I have, I'm in IT. I'm in, I'm in you know, corporate IT. Um, I've written a book. I, have, I live here in the city where I am. I am I, I'm doing all these things, and he asked me for my number. Can I take you to lunch if I'm in his neighborhood? And I asked him, so do you live around, around here? He said, no, I live in such a place in the south. I'm going to say, how did you get here? <laughs> so, right, right. I never, I, I, I set it up to where he understood where I was coming from. Okay. And I told him, I am not looking for, he asked me about getting my PhD. I said, no, I'm done with that. I want to work for the man. I want to work for myself. I'm entrepreneurial. And I believe in abundance and prosperity, and this is what I deserve. Right. And so he was like, well, you know that crap dollar stuff? I was like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> crap dollars, the whole part. Ah, yeah. So needless to say, I was I still gave him my number, my Google number. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but he he did not call me. He already knew he was already out of the league. He was not right. going to call me and ask me for a date. And he didn't. I didn't worry about it because I already knew I set it up to where, sure, I'm going to tell you what I require, what I prefer, what I'm about. And if right. you don't, and, and then they're going to evaluate whether or not they fit into that. So they're going to back up on their own. So you don't even have to say, no, you need to go get, get a job, or you need to go do this, that, that. You don't have to say any of that. You simply say, this is where I am in my life, and this is right. what I prefer. And then right. he will make a decision about whether or not to pursue that. And if he's now, silly enough to do it, <laughs> that's on him. That's my next question, because... What what's happening now is I mean like I I'm I'm one to meet him I being in the, the the music industry and you know and I I'm educated <laughs> very actually mm-hmm. and as I I throw those standards up but I still get that guy who says all right Nina I'm gonna call you and I'm like oh my god why is he really gonna call me and, you know and you get the yeah. conversation with them and then like. My another thing, I mean, you brought up with the guys who've been incarcerated. I know some really good guys who mm-hmm. came home, and they are good guys. And it's like, okay, he's struggling because he went to jail, but he's a good guy. And it's like, God, right. why did you do that? So, like, how do you, how do you, how do I deal with that? How do you deal with accepting? Okay, he has this criminal history. He he was a criminal then, but he's a he's trying right now. He's on the right track. Of course, mm-hmm. he's getting knocked down a little bit by corporate America or, you know, wherever he's trying to work or get his business built up. So how do we deal with that as, as women, as women, as professional corporate women? Like, how do we deal with that? Mm-hmm. You, again, state where you are and say, at this point in my life, I am looking for something different, you know. <laughs> and right. and that's, women, we have tender hearts. And we tend to feel sorry for people. But yes. my thing has been, my 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 um, policy is I cannot feel sorry for a man. Because really a man of any pride would not want me to feel sorry for him. 
You really wouldn't. And so right. I have to adopt that for myself. I can't feel sorry for him. I can encourage him to go and, and keep trying to find other alternatives. I may even send him a couple of resources. But beyond that, I'm sorry, but we that there was just be no we have no future at this point. Now he may come back, you know, be rich as I don't know what later on, but thank you. I'm I'm happy for you. Right. But I right. knew at that time in my life I wouldn't be able to accommodate a relationship with you because it's just not where I am in my life right now. And that's right. all about being poised, positive and knowing where you're going because if you try, if you take that detour, it's a kind of what kind of hell you have to go through just to get back on the track you you started out on. Exactly. I've, been I've done that. I've I've been with the guy who, you know, made less than me, ended up moving in with me. I ended up paying the bills, and right. really regretted it. And my thing is, okay, wait, this is not the way I pictured this happening here. Right. But right. Yet, because I was looking for attention and he was saying all the right things or he was feeling a need I had at the moment, that temporary need, then I put myself in a position to be the sole provider or the breadwinner. Right. And lost right. respect for him. So guess not to do that. Right. I mean it's a lot of it's a lot of women. I see a lot of that happening right now. I mean I'm guilty of it. Um mm-hmm. I probably know four thousand women who are guilty of it. You know, we take mm-hmm. a minute and we, mm-hmm. you know, we go over our wine at our chat and choose and we talk about it like, oh, my God, what did yep. I get myself into? But, you know, mm-hmm. we, I, I think, like you said, we don't observe, we don't put our standards out there in the beginning enough. You know, we don't say, hey, right. listen, um, <laughs> like when guys see that I have three college degrees on the wall, they're looking, but they don't, it doesn't register. And it's like, okay, do I mm-hmm. still have to say this? Okay, you're here around me. You see them there. They're real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I work yeah. in corporate America, but you don't seem to get that you don't match up to me, you know. And then the marriage proposals, right. okay. You know, every girl's dream <laughs> is to get married. I have six rings. I am like, I feel like I'm in a Super wow. Bowl, you know, and, and still I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm unmarried. <laughs> I have rings. I really honestly have a jewelry box full. I don't give rings back. I'm sorry, they're gifts. But... I mean, okay. I have, okay. I have now that everybody knows, but <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't hey, but that's insurance. Back. That's insurance. It's insurance. It is what it is, you know. But I mean, like when you get into that situation, when you meet this guy, and you know, he started out right, and you know, we took it there. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I have a problem not saying I don't say no either. If you ask me to marry you, sure, I don't. <laughs> I may say no later. <laughs> See, I'm bad. I need to write a book, right? <laughs> But yeah. I mean, honestly, it's 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 really hard. It's like at the at the moment, I feel like yes, he could be the one for me. And and I'm that I'm a mm-hmm. because I'm a I'm an artist. I have cre- creative moments. Sometimes I'm just being Nina Capone, the rapper, and I forget about yeah. Nina Capone, the, the business owner and the entrepreneur and the mom. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't include her in the equation. Sometimes I'm just being a rapper. I'm with the baller and I'm having fun. So when he says, I want to marry you and be in your life forever, I say, all right, then, all right, cool, put the ring on me. And, you know, and then later I'm mm-hmm. home, I'm laying down reading my book, and I'm like, oh, my God, did I just say yes? And he's calling <laughs> and making plans, and, you know, and I feel bad. I I feel bad, and I'm not just a Facebook status changer. I mean, this shit be real. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this guy's yeah. going to kill me. But, you know, like, what do you, what do you, <laughs> how do you control people like me? No, seriously. But. <laughs> what, what do you say to the to the woman like 
like me, and I'm putting all this on me. I'm going to take full responsibility here because I know there's a lot yeah. of women out there that can relate. But what do you tell someone like me who who just enjoys that love for the moment? Like, and then I know I got to go back to work next week. So on on Wednesday when I go back to work, I don't want him calling me. <laughs> I got I'm back in my mm-hmm. reality world. Like, what do you say mm-hmm. to the woman like me? How do I handle myself? Wow, that's I'm difficult. I, that is. <laughs> You like the high. It sounds like you like the high of the relationship, and you like the high of being asked, and you like, you know, that. And that's okay. But at at some point, you have to decide, okay, am I going to deal with the high for the moment, or am I going to just, you know, keep my feet planted on the ground, too? You know, because you can have it both ways. It's just deciding and and telling that guy, you know what, I'm so flattered that you asked me. And you are. You are really flattered that they ask. Absolutely. You. So you have to say, let me take some time to really think about it. Let me talk to my kids about it. Right. And then you will have created that cushion of space. You're not necessarily turning him down, but you're giving yourself some time to clear your head. Right. Get out of the clouds, get back on the ground, look at your kids and say, hmm. Is this the man I want around my kids? Can raise right. my kids? Can teach them how to be what I need for them to be, whether it's a, a father figure or mentor for my son or a daddy figure for my daughter. You right. Know, you have to really think about that. Because at the end of the day, even though they're going to leave eventually, you can yeah. stuck with them for a long time. I know. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, my God. And, you know, and a lot of times, what, I mean, I, I find I find in women, we, we find ourselves – being with someone, and you know, we will go ahead and commit to that relationship, but also the flaws come later. You'll see that he has mm-hmm. uh, unique, lazy tendencies. Like, I posted something on my Instagram today about the guy who's in the dim room and the new light bulbs on the table, but he didn't bother to change them. He'd rather light a candle. Or the guy who sees you taking out the trash in the morning and he watches or he waits. You know, so. Oh my God. <laughs> You see this in a guy, and in the beginning, I mean, you know, he was Superman. He was taking out the trash for you. You didn't have to even mention it. He just did it. You know, all the bubs were changed. You know, car was fixed, and you're like, oh, okay. You know, he's not, you know, he doesn't make $50,000 a year, but, you know, he's really good with around the house. The girls liking, wow, this is, you know, this could be pretty good. And then, you know, you, you find yourself committed, and then the change comes. And which could be scary, mm-hmm. and which could actually go past, you know, marriage point. Like, and and we get mm-hmm. stuck in it, and that's when my phone rings, and the girl come, wants to come over. <laughs> I get visitors. They're like, Nina, oh, yeah. can I come over for oh, a minute? Yeah. I'm like, sure. But I mean, like, when when dealing with that, you know, how do we how do we deal with that without being the b word? Because we all turn into the b word. We turn into her instantly. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And, again, it goes back to your policies and your preferences. And a lot of times, you know, guys don't want to be directly confronted. You know, that's fighting words. Don't, you know, and and when they start fighting, they fight to win, whether it's passive-aggressively or aggressively. So, you know, you got to go back to the the stage one. All right, darling. Um, You know, I really prefer the trash is out by XYZ time because the trash man's coming, blah, blah, blah. You know, and right. a lot of times, you know, they'll decide, make a decision, but let's say it will really make me happy if you whatever. 
Right. Because right. you put it on yourself again. You know, it's no blame. Because men get the cues. They understand the hints. When you say Negro, if you don't get your behind out of the chair, and right. X, Y, and Z, when you say, honey, I'm really feeling like X, Y, and Z. It will really make me happy. What do you think? And close right. your mouth. Woo, you said it's, close I mean, your mouth. You know how hard that is for a black woman. <laughs> yes, ma'am, I know. And that's a lesson. That's a hard, hard lesson that we have to learn. Absolutely. Zip it up. Because all right. you have to do is state what you want and close your mouth and watch and see what happens. Because you And you have this mental thing going on in your head, yeah. You have a timetable in your head. You have a, a, a scoreboard in your head. You have all that going on in your head, but you don't need to let him know that. Because right. you, at the end of the day, have to decide, okay, how much am I going to take? Exactly. You know, and then when you finish with it, you pack his bags, set him by the door, give me the keys, give me toothbrush, goodbye. And a lot of times if you don't handle your business like business and you get all emotional because that's what they expect, right? then you put yourself at a disadvantage. You, you lose all your woman power. You lose it all. And you act like a true. And then he just said, yeah, I knew she was going to be like that. She just like right. everybody else. Exactly, exactly. And that's, and then, that's exactly <laughs> what they say. You, you're so right. You're so right. And and I hope all the listeners are actually just kind of taking this all in and sucking it in. I'm trying to ask as many detailed questions as possible so we can, mm-hmm. you know, because I know there's a lot of situations out there. I mean, I've had a whole bunch myself. This is from just my list alone. No, I'm joking. But, you know, you get mm-hmm. this, this long list and you take it in. And like I said, being a counselor, you, you hear these stories and you hear these things. And you're like, well, I'm just here to help you go through your budget and you know, get your money together. Yeah. You're telling me your relationship. I gotta go back to college for you, honey. Like I don't know what to say. You know. So I mean, yeah. one one other thing I wanted to touch on was the woman who, you know, who's been in her marriage. You know, who had a good marriage from day one up until year seven, and the change mm-hmm. hit. That man changes. Yeah. You know, and and not just for men. And I, I want to reverse this because I, I keep referring to men, but it's not just a it's a, not a double standard here. I mean, this is the same way with women nowadays as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, what happens when your mate decides seven years from now that now they want to go out, now they want to party, now that you know after you've had this great marriage for seven years, bam, here we are before we hit our our ten year mark. You decide you want to hang with the fellas. You know, um, Jamal just got home from jail from being locked up for 15 years. Now you're out all night, and you know mm-hmm. life just changed. So, so what do we? What does that woman do? I mean, she's stuck between. I'm gonna make you write a new book. See? <laughs> okay. Like, uh-huh, here we go. <laughs> advice, advice. I say what's good, and, and in a way, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I mean, because and not to say that you gotta go and do what he does. But you women have to get their own life. Get your life. Get your own life. Because when you start minding your business and doing what makes you happy, then he's going to, this question mark going to go up in his mind like, okay, what's going on? Why is she not at home when I get home? You know, or right. why am I having to stick to my, why, why didn't I don't take the house is sick and staying clean, but she's not here. She's got she's at book club. She's got she's got painting. She's got with her girls. She's doing. She's got a life. And so, when women create that balance in the beginning, I think there's less chance of that seven year itch happening because right. she's not so into him that she loses herself and her own identity. 
which is why I think a lot of times the seven year, ten year, these different phases happen. Especially if she's not even taking if she's not taking care of herself, like oh, being yeah. fit and fabulous. If she's looking like a fox and she's oh. walking around in her bathrobe all day or when she gets home she's looking like Medusa. Come on. You know, right. guys are visual. They're like, baby, really? And she she's being tempted every single day about women who is hot to try and and so she right. come home to this. And that's not to say that it's all her fault. No, it's not. But she plays a role in that, too. And we have to take personal responsibility for what we're doing and why things are happening. Because men don't just do stuff unless you've got to just a jerk from the beginning. But they, if a man is truly in love with you and has been and has shown himself faithful and strong from day one to maybe that point in time, and you know he has your well-being at heart, and he really loves you, then do something for him. Don't just take it for granted. Right, you right. Know, and vice versa. Men can't take women for granted either. Don't get a beer belly and then expect her to look like um, Beyonce. Beyonce or, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't. That's just so wrong. This is a partnership. You're in it together. Do it together. Right. Continue to rekindle your relationship. And sometimes you have to renegotiate things. Sometimes because you grow and you change. And if that person is true, your partner, your friend, then treat them like that. If they're not just a tool in your tool shed, they are human beings and they deserve to receive your best if you want their best. Absolutely. And it looks like we got a caller on the line. They've been on the line with us for the whole entire 40 minutes. So we are going to see okay. if there's something to say. Caller 0466, state your name. Hello. Okay, they hit the button and they're just listening. So we won't bother them. They want to listen. I'm not mad. Okay. They on the line okay. and listen then. Okay. <laughs> so I do want to ask you some more questions here. Just just pertaining to you because I didn't pick your brain so much that you have to write two more books now. So <laughs> <laughs> So what what gave you the the courage and I mean to write a book is a lot. You know, I I've been writing a book for 10 years yeah. that I've never finished. So so when and where, like, what what made you say, okay, I'm going to just go ahead and just do it? I know you said this was something you and your girls talked about, but what what really gave you that drive to say, I'm going to go ahead and write this book? Actually, it was a couple of things. Um, I was laying in my bed in the morning. When I do, I kind of meditate, talk to God, and just, you know, have my time. And in the back of my mind, he kept saying, write the book. Write book, write the book already, you know, because I've been saying for years I was going to write a book. And um, then I was unemployed. And so that was. This call is now being reported. I I didn't have um, any other, I won't say anything else to do, but I had a um, good block of time to write it. So I did. And um, every morning, woke up, five o'clock. Because that's where I think best and clearly, and okay. started writing at the first part, the beginning of the day, and so for the rest of the day I could you know do whatever I need to do with my kids and right. um, you know run errands and look for work and all that good stuff and you know work on my other blogs and businesses. So okay. all that was the reason and how I I got it done. And I need I, the book would have been done this summer. But I kept putting it off because I was afraid. I was afraid how will people receive it? Right. And who am I? Who am I to write this? And 
to put this out there in the world and who's going to read it and, and why that they want, you know, so all the different fears kind of come Right, up. right, and right. And so, you know, I finally oh. said, you know what, you got to face the fear and do it anyway. Right. So, well, I'm so glad you did because you are helping yeah. so many women out here. I mean, it's so many, it's so hard right now. I mean, just the whole, the dating thing is scary. It's scary being that 35-year-old woman out there getting ready to date again when your daughter's 17. You don't know who mm-hmm. she's dating. <laughs> you, know, you know, you got to watch the age <laughs> yeah. specifics. You're like, oh, gosh, how old are you? And, you know, and it, it's so many mm-hmm. elements that you got to look for now. So it's it's definitely something that, that women need to. And then the, the, the aspect of what's on, on media right now. What, you know, like um, – mm-hmm. I see a lot of right now, and I hate to knock it because you know I, I lived in that world. But right now, uh, being a stripper, <laughs> I don't know how to really say it. I don't oh, mean anybody's profession, but being being a stripper, you know, and I, and I lived in that life, so I'm not going to sit and knock it. But being a stripper now is praise. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, girl, go get that money. This is which this is okay. It's okay to be on Instagram and then Facebook with your butt out and your thumbs on. I mean, and at oh, some point when yeah. I was younger, that was not something that was okay. You know, looking at a, a naked oh, no. woman or a naked man on on the internet was like porn. But now it's like you yeah. know, it's an everyday thing. I mean. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't even hide stuff from my kids now because I don't know what they've already seen. So I'm like, okay, I feel mm-hmm. weird. They're looking at me like I'm crazy if I go to cover their eyes. So, you know, like, <laughs> so the level now, the the comfort level of of putting yourself out there now, the the respect. I mean, like, you know, a guy can go ahead and get somebody that's just really easy. So why work for you? That perspective has, yeah. has really made our, our you know, our so-called good women lower her standards a lot. And I mm-hmm. I see it, and I, I feel bad, and I don't know how to help them. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, yeah. it's a lot. It, it, it is. It is a catch-22. It really is, because men are bombarded every single second of the day, not just minute, second of the day, with all types of uh, pornographic images. And because they're visual, they get sucked in, and their standards are lowered, regardless of whether or not they were they were in church or whether they were raised by good men or whatever. Right. They are bombarded every single day, and if they don't take responsibility to guard their minds, their eyes, then they're going to succumb to that. And they are, right. and a lot of them will just go for the easy kill because A is out there. Hey, she put it in my face. I only get right. some of this, you know. But it's hard exactly. to do. So then you want to wait till you all weighed out, you've got issues, and then you want to come find a good girl. That's right. You know, that burns me up. Because I'm and like, it's a lot of that going here. on. Yes, it is. I was standing here. I was waiting for someone who was good enough, as good as I was trying to keep myself. But you want to go out there and play the fool and start bring all your stuff in my face? No. No, sorry, goodbye. And then now you got to give a brother a chance. Yep, you had a chance yep. you, 20 years ago when you were still good enough. But now right. you got to go through the fire just like I had to wait. you got to wait. Exactly. Up, somebody come along and want you. <laughs> so, and then, you know, the, the whole societal messages we're getting in media is like, you know, Men are worthless. Men are are dumb. You know, there's right. a lot of pictures in the media where they are being lambasted, bombarded with you know all these um, 
hardcore feminist ideals. There's right. Nothing wrong with a woman having equal rights. Nothing wrong with that. But when you start bashing men and portraying them in the media as less than, that's a problem because then they will not step up. When and it it's comes a lot of that. The men who are watching will not step up and be man because they're afraid they're going to get beat down because of all the things they've seen. And you're like, wait, I, I get there all the time. Well, women are in their bras back in the day. I'm like, look, first of all, I was two years old. Right. Um, <laughs> I had no bras around. So why are you projecting that off on me? Because you don't want to open my door. You don't want to pay for a meal. You don't want to do X, Y, or Z. I got a problem with that. So we will not be dating. Don't come, <laughs> lose my number. Right, and, and it's a lot of that. It's so much. It's so much going on, you know, with, with even with, even with men. You know, and I see a lot of men who, like I have a lot of men who are afraid to approach me because they don't, because my standards mm-hmm. aren't in writing. They're not out there. They don't know them. They're, they automatically think that I'm going to shoot them down and, you know, and it's mm-hmm. a lot of times, hey, I missed out on a few good ones. And I'm like, wait a minute, I would have talked to you, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. you, you find yourself, but the media the media draws these pictures, and they don't show the, the mm-hmm. like you said, if he has ambition and he's out there and he's grinding, and, you know, he may have not reached his goal yet, but he's on his way. Hey, I, you know, my dream man is the man I can stand next to and we can create business together. I mean, that's my dream man. Yeah. But, you know, a lot yeah. of men are mm-hmm. afraid that if I've already made it or if I've already begun my journey, then he can't he can't be a part of that. And that's not realistic. Not for me anyway. I'm like, come on, help. Mm-hmm. Hey, you do what? You can run the blogs. Yeah. Hey, we got to get this popping. You know, <laughs> hey. so <laughs> I'll put on the work in a heartbeat. But it's, it's like a lot of men are afraid to approach me knowing, hey, she built that foundation already or I can't work for you because you're my woman. So, you know, and a lot of that mm-hmm. comes from what the media builds. Do you work for your woman? You know, I see a whole bunch right. of those things out there. And it's scary. And, you know, how do how do, how do you suggest a man handle that, you know, just from a, from, I know you're not a man, but just from a male perspective, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I know that we got a couple of fellas listening and they're going to want to know as well. Like, okay, because we're not, we're not male bashing. Right. This is not a, mm-hmm. a one-sided uh, interview. And that's what. You know, I wanted to address that because we are women. We're going to say the guy, the guy, the guy. But this is definitely vice versa mm-hmm. as well. And when we speak, we're speaking, you know, back and forth. Because I know some women out here that ain't ish. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, that's and your baby mama. And that's Ooh. a lot of reasons why a lot of men are messed up in the head because they got a hold of women that want that. So um, for men, I would say, I'm going to thank you greatest gift you can give yourself is to know yourself and know who you are. You know, are you just another, you know, shadow or image on the wall or are you going to be like that, that rapper, that movie star or, or going to be you? You know, right. be yourself and, and build your own foundation. You know, have your own goals and dreams and decide for yourself, I'm going to be this kind of man. I'm not going to be the one that touches women, disrespects women, um, live off women, and all that. I'm going to be a, a stand-up kind of guy, the right. kind of guy that if I have a son, I want him to be proud to say, that's my dad, I'm going to be just like him. And right. they're going to do it anyway. I, want to be, I don't want my son to end up on the streets in jail or wherever because I couldn't get my stuff, my stuff together. You know? right. So it's all about 
knowing yourself and making a decision to yourself to be the stand-up guy, to be the guy that is truthful with himself. Because a lot of guys lie to themselves and lie to their teeth to themselves. And so they're always in denial about their state, emotional state, their mental state, their financial state. Come on, man, just be honest. And right, right. When you do that, you start building a solid foundation. And so truth, when that becomes your foundation, you can become the man that you want women to really love and adore and respect because men want respect. So exactly. be a respectable guy. You know, don't, you don't, because we live in a society, an entitlement society. Everybody thinks they're entitled to something. Exactly. You're not entitled to anything unless you work for it, unless you put in the work proving that you are entitled to X, Y, and Z. And even then, you humbly say, man, I don't deserve this, but I work hard for this. Well, my right. lady, she helped me get to where I am. And I right. am proud to call her my woman, to, hold her, to, to propose to her, to marry her, to build her big house, to do whatever she wants, you know, because she stood by me. So you know, becoming that kind of man takes work because it's so easy to take the easy way out. Right. And to ride the wave, you know, that you're, that you're on. But that wave, it has to end somewhere. And then at the end of the day, you're looking like, hmm, I'm 45 years old, still wearing mm-hmm. throwback jerseys, with the pants sagging <laughs> down, and, and I ain't got nothing. Don't right. have a legacy, right. don't have a house, no land, no, no nothing. Right, and nothing right. nothing to lose your if you die. Exactly. And what is that about? So, and it's, you know, a lot, it's a lot it's of that crazy. out here, and it's, it's sad. It's definitely it's sad, and and it's 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 sad because it's what are you know. And I wanted to when I seen your when I came across your title, and usually I have a ton of emails. I'm a, I'm not gonna lie, like I put everything to the back, and I was like, whoa, here go one, <laughs> you know. And I, I thought this was something that really needed to be addressed right now. Um, just being out here, being in the dating world, you know, I, I have teenage daughters, you know, and it's it's a lot to grasp, and and we don't have a direction. There's media's not selling that direction mm-hmm. right now. You know, so no, so we as, as as independent radio hosts, we as independent authors, we have to get out here and say, hey, listen, pay attention, put our hands up, red flag everything. We have mm-hmm. to teach our youth mm-hmm. because they're not giving us, they're not talking about relationships in school. <laughs> they're not talking about anything no. in the high schools here. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, but these are exactly. some of the things that, you know, that I wanted to address. And, I mean, you are awesome. You are, you really, you walk through some things. I wanted to kind of jump into just really asking a lot of questions like that, just so people can know, hey, this this woman is knowledgeable. She knows what she's talking about. I am going to go ahead and grab this book. You know, I want to read more. I want to find out more details mm-hmm. about it, you know. Um, so I do want to ask, do you have, like, a specific writing style? I'm very conversational. I'm I, the way we're talking on the radio is how I talk in my writing because it's about me having a dialogue with that woman who's reading that book. It's just for her, and so she has questions and I try to answer them. And I try to, I have a little humor in there, and I, I there's a little bit of suspense to what's coming next. And when she's reading, she's reading like, okay, get to it already. So I really. I hate the whole formal, clinical type of writing style. Right. Because people get lost in that. Oh, like yeah. If you're just talking to people as human beings, then they can get into it. Yeah, it makes it a good read. It does. Friends, 
Yeah, a lot of uh, people who read my book, they're like, man, I read that book in two days. That, that, I could not put it down. And so right. that makes me feel really good because it lets me know it was easy enough to read, but they got so much out of it, and they're recommending it to their friends. They're buying us Christmas gifts. They're, I mean, it wow. is phenomenal, and I feel so blessed to be able to put this out there and bless other people. Uh, right, right. And then there's a couple of men that, that have read the book, and um, I'm just looking forward to sharing it with so many people in this world. And I have a campaign I started called the A Million Safe Women Campaign to Prevent Domestic Violence. And I believe wow. that by reading this book, so many women can avoid that cycle of domestic violence, no matter if they grew up in a home where it was present and prevalent or right. if they are, you know, sheltered and don't really know the signs. I really right. want them to get the book so they can be on the other side of it and not have to experience it at all. But then those women who are in it and who need some guidance so that the next time they're in a relationship, they know what to look for. Those right. red flags are in the front of their faces. It's like, yeah, I remember reading that in the book. This guy's no good. Let me go. You know, right. that's right. what right. I want. I mean, because that's pray that happens. Um, I, I'm sure it will. I mean, that's some, that's one of the things. Who, if we pick up a book and just read, <laughs> simple, like you know, just keeping that guide. And that's why I chose your book. Um, I have another young lady I'm getting ready to interview. Her book is, is titled Life. And you know, and it's it. These mm-hmm. are the things. I I mean, it's it's something I look for. I look for. I want to. You know, my show is about educating you, educating the woman, educating the the man educating the, the youth, the children, because, you know, a lot of, you know, someone asked me, say, hey, well, you got any kid books? And I said, well, I, I'm, I work with teenagers, and I think this is a mm-hmm. good, a great book for a young teen. And it may have a little yes, more than what is. she expected, but, hey, <laughs> guess mm-hmm. what? That first relationship exactly. will, too, <laughs> you know? So I think yeah. you know, this is a book that I think yeah. we don't open up enough as adults to open our children up to more you know, intense reading or intense uh, situations, mm-hmm. you know, say, oh, they're teenagers, exactly. he's not going to beat on her, but hell, yeah, he will. You know, it's a bunch yes, of those relationships, because, right. Yes, there are. And I, my daughter is 16 years old, and I dedicate this book to her and to all the other young women who are hopeful to be in a relationship, that fairy tale relationship. Right. Sometimes they get into a nightmare, and I really don't want, any young woman to it can't get in a nightmare relationship because she was uninformed. And so this book is definitely, you know, should be required reading for high schoolers, for college women, because they go through hell too in right. these relationships because they're trying to be popular or trying to, you know, um, get the attention of some guy and he ends up being some kind of thugged out, who knows what. And so right. she right. ends up right. in a worse situation that she would have anticipated. So, um, hey, recommended reading. That's <laughs> putting on the list in the schools is, you know, one of my Well, I'm going to definitely do it on my end. I am a part of the schools here. You know, I'm in a lot of schools interacting with the youth and the, mainly the teenagers. And this is something that I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, hey, these girls need it. We need some kind of realistic manual. <laughs> you know, it's, we yeah. need something we can read and say, hey, and not just the young women, but the the women, the, the grownups. You know, because like I said, my phone rings nonstop for, for advice. And I'm like, hey, I'm not married no more. Why are you calling me? They're like, yeah, but you're happy alone. But I work seven jobs. Of course, I have nothing else to do. Yeah. You know, 
So, I mean, <laughs> and it, it, it kind of falls in that. And I don't recommend, you know, for women to go out and keep yourself busy. But it's not a bad tactic neither. If you feel like you, you are that dependent woman and you need a man, then, hell, go create things to do. Make yourself busy. So mm-hmm. these are the mm-hmm. things that, that women need to hear. These are the things that women need to see. How is the other woman coping? How is she dealing with it? How does she get yeah. through it? Because there are women out here who have that fairy tale. And even behind that fairy tale is a rough story, as we all know. You know, I look at my grandparents mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, my God, how did she go with this this long? But, you know, back in the day, women yeah. settled. They settled a lot and they dealt with they a did. lot. They and it was being, a matter of survival. Oh, my goodness. And it, it's changed so much. You know, we, we now have a voice and we speak up and mm-hmm. we walk out and we put him out. So the the world has changed a lot, and we can't, you know, grandmom is good, but really you can't listen to grandmom's advice now. Grandmama get you killed, mm-hmm. you know. Grandma, you, you stand by that man. No more he hit you, you go get some alcohol, clean it up, and you stand by that man. You like, what? I, you mean I, I shouldn't shoot this mom? What you mean, grandmom? You tripping, you know. So, so time yeah, really, really, really has changed, and you know I do. I keep my my heart in prayer at all times for the young women who are out here in challenging relationships, and and for myself because I'm still in and out of challenging relationships. You know, my mm-hmm. my friend now he's a good guy. He means well. There's some fixing we have to do. You know, there's some things we are going to have to work on. I am very upfront, very direct, and very honest. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I can say this on the radio, and I know he's probably listening. His friends are too, but. This is who I am. I don't hide anything, and I'm I'm honest right mm-hmm. now. And you know, before I even before we get off the air, I want to just touch on a little bit of the media sites, the social media sites, and the relationships. You know, when to and when not to block your partner, your spouse, your mate. Like, is that a bad mm-hmm. thing? You, you know, like right now, we all know Facebook will get is the doom of yeah. the relationship now. So, just what do you what is your take on that? Um, that would definitely depend on your level of security, your own self-security, um, and how you, how much you trust that person. A lot of times people really don't introduce or befriend their significant other on Facebook. That, you know, marriage, married people, they probably do, but if you're just dating a person, don't do that. Just keep your stuff separate for a long time until you know for sure this is going to be the person who will be with you for a while because you don't want anything that you say to be misinterpreted or for a trigger to happen for them on some level, and then they bring that to your face. So, right. So, you know, keep being wise about it. You know, do I really want this person to see everything? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, you know, implement, implement your privacy settings. That's something right. they can see. That you show to everybody, but then there's right. some things well maybe you don't necessarily want to see, especially if you if you know you and your girlfriend talk about something or whatever. But you know just be wise in it, um, right? And you know share if you want to, but you, you better walk in it if you do. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> we know where that can go. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah. But and and it's it, 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 it really can, you know, and, and shout out to everybody that's listening. I think we got another person that want to ask a question. I'm going to try to bring them in because we are towards the end okay. of the show. Caller 4591, okay. state your name. It's Ray. How you doing, T. Ray? I'm good. How y'all doing? We're good. Any questions good. for the man for this evening? 
You know what? I was been supposed to call in, but I was writing the rest of my little movie script. But from what I court, I, I'm not sure if y'all was talking about like the status of the young black women or relationships. I'm not sure what y'all on right now. Well, we were kind of just touching on everything, and not just um, just young black relationships. Period. You know, we were kind of just just touching on that. You know, there's a lot going on in our community, just for say. And, you know, a lot of our young women and men aren't educated on relationships, how to handle women. You know, some of them are being uh, taught the old school way. Just what is, what is your take on that? Um, I can tell you from my experience, like, being as though um, I've only been in two relationships in my whole life. One was six years and one was about almost a year, and I was married in that last one. So what I can say is um, after being in the six-year thing, I had, like, a two-year break before I was with somebody. And, you know, um, it was kind of hard for me to get used to the so much of the love that I was receiving, like, you know what I mean? So I was kind of immature with the relationship thing, like, by no means abusive or anything. But the main thing I'll say that it'll hold anything together, especially a relationship, will have to be um, understanding, like, like, see, with lack of understanding, you have problems when you might post something like I heard y'all say on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and... You know, sometimes it's just like a text message. Y'all probably been through this before. Like, when you send a text message, a person can perceive that any way they want because it's just they reading it. So they might take it offensive, but you can say it in a way that they would um, probably accept it better. But I would say, like, a relationship is all based on understanding. Like, if I'm with somebody right now, I can say anything, and it can be about her on Facebook. But at the end of the day, we can sit back and laugh. Like, look at all these people being in our business, and it's not even real. Like, because... Gotta keep in mind, this social network is like wrestling. It's not real. Like you gotta, you can't take none of that on face value. Like I have, I have people, women sending me pictures all day long. Like and I, you know, I know what Photoshop looked like. You could, you could be anybody online. Like you know what right, I'm saying? So right, right. I don't even mm-hmm. really get into that. Like I look at it like um the reason why our grandparents and all of them were staying together, although we know I, if we all black or even some white and other um backgrounds. They've been through a lot of abuse. Like, you got to figure, for us to have grandparents been together for 30 to 50 years, you know they had a lot of fights. It ain't nothing we've gone through that they ain't been through, but what kept them together was that understanding. Like, and um, when I say understanding, I mean, we're not talking about trust because somebody asked me, I say, I don't trust nobody, but I say I understand them. So if I'm dealing with a particular woman that I know what her ways and actions is, I'm only going to get hurt in the long run because of me, because I know what I laid down with or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It's a trust. Like, somebody say, oh, do you you trust me? I say, I know I don't trust you. I know you. I got certain brothers where I'm not going to have in certain situations. That's understanding right there. It's a difference. Like, because to me, love don't have anything to do about how you feel emotionally. It's all about an understanding. Like, when you know somebody, you understand them. When you understand them, you know them. That's where my love comes from, knowing who I'm dealing with. That's interesting from a man from a male perspective there. So we needed a little bit of that. So you summed that up for us there. So did you did you have any mm-hmm. questions for Samantha here? You know, she she's an author. Um she wrote the book No More Crumbs. I don't know if you got a chance to take a look at um you know, my write up on everything on the site there, but um you know, she just gave us a, a lot of key things to look at when we're getting into relationships as women and as men as well. Like I said, this goes vice versa. It goes it's a two-way street here. Um I think you guys are faced with some of the same issues we are now, you know. You know, the with the the uh mate that want to run the street or the person that hangs out all night or the person with no job. You know, so it's definitely a two-way street as you can relate, you know. And so is there anything you you want to ask her or, you know, kind of get cleared up before we we get off of the air here? 
Yeah, um, first of all, definitely connect with me on Facebook. It's uh, Itchy Right, I-C-H-I-R-I-G-H-T. I'm on other ones, too, but connect because I'm definitely into the independent authors. And um, I don't really have any questions, but I will say I'm going to give you props on coming into the year 2013 that you actually still writing books and, like, like I'm I'm still into the hard copies of things because everything is not digital. You know what I'm saying? So I give you props and all the other authors that might be listening that still actually taking the time and effort to print up a book instead of making everything digital. I'll I'll, I'll give you that. Yes. So, I, I appreciate that. that. that is I'm still a reader too. I read books. All everybody. <laughs> okay. Definitely. 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 about Amazon, so you can you can get it from Amazon and it'll be right to your door. And 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 it's here, everything is on my page. She's going to also be on the website for the next month as well. So we'll be promoting. And Samantha, I just wanted to thank you again for being on the show, for taking the time to talk with me all of this time. I carried you over our hour, but I'm a hostage taker is what I do. And I would love to have you back. You know, keep me posted on everything yeah. that's going on. It's been a pleasure. Definitely. It's been a pleasure talking with you and I. Would love to come back and talk more about the same things and to build some more um, food for my new book that you're going to have me write. So, oh, absolutely, so I got you, and don't don't be shy because I'm in the ATL area on tour sometime, and I will shout you out while I'm out there. Okay. So when I'm on the station please, with uh, DJ Tay Rock out there, see, I know I'm out there. <laughs> I'll definitely shout you out. I have you come up and holler at me out while I'm out there, okay? Hello? All right. Looks like we are definitely shutting down. I want to thank Samantha Gregory with for for just spending the time with us today just to, to give us more insight with no more crumbs. I mean, ladies, if you're out here, you're doing your thing, you're dating, we all know it's a challenge. It's hard out here. It can be chaotic. It can be crazy. It can be challenging. It can be confusing. It can be hard. It can be difficult. It's it is what it is. You know, it's relationships. Grab a copy of the book. You can definitely check it out right now on my Facebooks, both of my Facebooks, IndustryRadio.com and the Nina Capone page. You can also go to IndustriesRadio.com, click on it. The book is right in the uh, far corner of the website. It's right there. It's big. It's by itself. Click on it. You know, check out everything. Her links are posted. Definitely support Samantha. She's doing her thing. You know, I want to, again, thank Samantha for being on the show. We will definitely stay in contact with her and try to get her back on here to share some more information. On that note, I'm going to play a little song, and I'm going to be up out of here. So, again, thank you all for tuning in. Any questions, you know, you can holler at me, Nina, at IndustriesRadio.com, or you can also check me out on the radio show's website at any time at IndustriesRadio.com. Always there, always doing what I'm doing. Hold your heads up. Be safe out here in your relationship. Know who you're getting into a relationship with. And furthermore, know who you are. That's the most important part. Now, I'm going to play one song from Miss Melanie Fiona, Wrong Side of a Love Song. Here you go. And...
Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.